Welcome to the Evolving Digital Self Podcast, where we explore the conscious use of technology. Listen in to hear thought leaders and other guests discuss the human relationship with technology and learning to thrive in the digital era. Hosted by the author of the international best-selling digital self-mastery series and being at work, Dr. Heidi Forbes Usta. Welcome back to the Evolving Digital Self Podcast. I'm so excited to introduce to you a very old friend and dear friend of mine, Deborah Green, who has founded this incredible app called Live a Moment, and her efforts towards creating peace and sharing it around the world have been phenomenal. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome, Deborah. Hello, Heidi. So can you tell our digital solvers a little bit more about Live a Moment and the work that you've been doing over the last couple of years? It's pretty exciting and it's really getting out there. It's really fun to start seeing it generating some connection around the world. We started a number of years back. Uh, it started with a trip where I was interviewing people about their state of peace. And back then it was very interesting. It was only three years ago, but back then I would start the conversation. We would pause and some people would even say, God, I haven't really thought about the word peace in a while. That's really changed. The conversation around peace, personal peace and global peace is really at the forefront of our mind these days. And there are so many technologies and ways in which that we can connect each other, connect to ourselves and to each other that might actually help us stretch our humanity to actually create more peace. And that's what's really interesting for us here at Live a Moment is how do we move the needle in technology towards creating a greater peace globally? When I first heard your story, and just to give a little bit of background for the digital selfers here, because of technology, Deborah and I actually reconnected. We've known each other since like middle school and camp. <laughs> so thanks to uh, technology and social technologies, we were actually reconnected. And we sat down in this cafe and you told me about what you were thinking about doing. And it's just the idea of how you could use technology in an amazing way to connect people to become more present and to become part of something bigger really resonated for me. And I just, I, I love what you're doing. And, and I remember back to that time where you're, I helped you a little bit in the early days, but just watching it take off in this way where you've been going around and collecting people's stories and building something that is so beautiful, but using the capacity of today's technology to help create something much bigger. You've done some really interesting things in terms of using mixed mediums in the technology. And I would love for you to share a little bit about that, because I think that's something that, that helps us understand why technology was a good tool to make this happen. What's interesting for me, I really also wanted to add artistry to it. We are visual. We want to see, we want to understand the phone itself is creating another world for us. As you know, and we've talked about it, it's an appendage. And how do we make that so that it's not our enemy? And I think it's really important to bring in that artistry, real world artistry, so that you can actually use it in a way where it signals something in your brain and helps you want to go back out and live in the real world. So we're always playing with that edge of what's the cool new thing that we can add to the app, but also 
not create too much of a tech rabbit hole where you go down and down and down and spend more time on the app. I know a lot of the technologies out there really want to increase the amount of time that people spend on their product. And we actually don't. We're, we're always playing with that edge of we want to do something that allows and incites somebody to open up as a person physically somewhere in their, in their self, you know, just being able to open up and then get what they need from the device and have them then inspired to go out and connect in the real world. So that's really, that's an edge for us. The tool itself is designed to give you daily moments of pause and it teaches emotional intelligence along the way, as well as then promotes that next step out to create unity, to find your way back to center in, in your real life. Uh, one of the first kind of tags we had was disconnect to connect deeper, to go global, to make peace. You know, that it's a step-by-step process that you're actually on the phone using it to disconnect to go inside yourself, to realign yourself. And it's not one of these ones that gives you 10, 15, 20 minute meditations. It's not a, a practice in that way. It's no, I would call it a realignment. You know, it's a pulse, it's a pause, it's a moment, which I think is important also because it transcends religion and politics and spirituality, that it's, it's, it's breath, it's pause. But it's done in a really artistic way where the pause itself is set up so you're actually stepping into somebody else's shoes. We have had 80 filmmakers around the world creating these moments of pause so you know where you're pausing. There are images from Pakistan or Israel or Wisconsin or Greenland. So when you're stepping into it, it's not just a beautiful sunset. You know where you're stepping into. And I think right there that builds this potential moment of empathy and expansion and bridge building, because I'm now considering, wow, what would it be like to live in Wisconsin? What would that moment, well, there is peace in Jordan and Palestine, and this is what it looks like there. So it's subtle, but I think it expands you slightly. And then when you're done with your moment, you plug in three words of how you feel. And that's the critical thing. It's, it's you know, it's a body scan in a way, right? But it's an emotional body scan. How do I feel? And I always it's put, there are three things because it's ne- we're never one thing. We are a mix. And it's important to be identify that as a mix. And then when you're done, it shows you how many people and where on the planet have the same feeling as you at the same moment in time. And in real time, you can look across. And, and when we were first testing it, you know, sometimes it's even cooler when there aren't many people on the app because it could be you. I had a moment where it was just me and somebody in Biloxi. And at that moment I was feeling tender and somebody registered tender in Biloxi. And there was something really sweet and very, very grounding to just see that dot somewhere in the world, to know that there's this kind of, as I call it, the global unknown, that there's just somebody out there that's feeling just like I am at this moment in time. I think there's there's so much potential for bridge building and peace building in that uh, inquiry. It's alone. Absolutely. And I think it's really, like you're saying, it's sort of just understanding that there's somebody out there in the world that feels the same way that I do. And I think in this world where we're all feeling a little bit tender or a little bit sort of knocked off our socks as to sort of what's going on in the world and where do I fit in and do I feel the same as others? And that conversation has been around for a very long time, but be able to actually see it and to be able to see that connection must be 
a pretty powerful tool. And I know that you've actually developed some interesting partnerships in that process to help people connect with the tool. Can you share a little bit about that? One of the things that we've done is we are connected to nonprofits around the world. I think that's a really important way of getting it out. In doing so, the only cost of the app to the consumer is that we ask them to donate to one of these organizations around the world. To me, that is a function of, I don't know how to put it, you know, because it's so, it's, it's, it's a bite sized way of being an activist with your money, you know, of every day being able to say, I, I do want to give something small to or something large to somebody who's has boots on the ground, who's making a difference in the areas that I want to see change. So that speaks to being able to change your state. So not only am I taking a moment for myself and then connecting it to the world. So it's not such a like study your belly button kind of moment, you know, <laughs> it's I'm actually thinking of it in context of how does other do other people feel. But I also know that my moment of peace actually is providing some help around the world. I think that that's really critical. And I'm really interested in what you said prior to that, too, which is, you know, while I was traveling, one of the things that I discovered was that there is more love than hate. Always there's more love than hate. And in the midst of some of the hardest moments in the toughest areas, people want to talk about love, you know? So I think that's a really critical thing to be able to focus on right now while we're, as a world community, maybe a little bit confused about what's going on in the world or a little nervous or scared or tender to recognize that that in our hearts, the, the goal is to find more peace and uh, commonality in the world, that that's not a far off or pie eyed desire it, that it's a real, it's a human condition that there might be anger and fear and, and hate out there because there is, there's so much fear, you know, hate seems to generate from fear often, but underneath it is a real uh, desire to find commonality. And this is, this is a tool to allow that. Um, one of the things that I, I also like is that is the global pause moments that are on there, which is that when you sign up, you're able to sign up to the global pause where we can kind of send out a blanket statement and say, hey, something's going on in the world. Let's pause and let's just maybe de-escalate it. Let's or let's take a moment so that we can recognize we're really more on the same on the same ship. <laughs> <laughs> than not. I think right there, just just that little piece of inquiry can change uh, the dynamic. And for my money, you know, I'm looking at that saying, can that change us globally? It's certainly, you know, when we work in corporations, it's helpful because we can go into a room and, you know, you start with these moments and then people put in how they feel and it shifts what gets done in that board meeting. It doesn't mean I know that Jane feels this, but I know that X many people in the room have this emotion. And just being aware of that, you're, you're now outside of yourself. As you know, people are constantly talking about empathy these days and the lack of empathy and trying to figure out what we do about that, this disconnect that people are having. And that in itself is a bridge to empathy. I'm now looking outside of myself and saying, I wonder who it is, <laughs> in a sense. How many people in this room feel this emotion and I, I'm looking out differently. And I think that's one of the trainings that we're trying to get in the app or, to, or, or the results that we're trying to get from the app is not only is it going to bring me peace of mind, but now I go out in the world and I know that my city has the top three emotions are these emotions. 
I'm thinking about other people. Yeah, I think the whole community building aspect, whether it's from the philanthropy or whether it's being part of a community and creating a tool that helps communities connect and discover empathy within that community, but also beyond, I think is a really powerful concept that you've worked with there. And I, I really commend you for the work that you're doing, because it's very much needed in this world right now. I know you've been you've been also doing some peace work that has, you know, really been you've been called to in a lot of ways. Can you talk a little bit about that and how sort of using technology has has really made that possible? Absolutely. And one of the things that I wanted to mention that that kind of ties in together the two questions is that we are about to leave to go to Coventry University. And uh, Coventry University has a center for trust, peace, and social relations. Uh, And they're really interested in the governance of diversity globally. As we go out and do the peace work that you're talking about, we're going to have researchers studying the data to, to really see if this tool can build more peace within different communities or specifically between communities. So I'm really excited about that because in doing so, we're going to be able to look at it and study which aspects are the bridge builders. And then we can heighten, you know, heighten those or shift those or add additional tools based on what the communities want. Again, this is, these are organizations around the world who are, who are doing tremendous, tremendous work. Pathways to Peace created the International Day of Peace uh, which is kind of how it started for me, that concept at noon, this rolling moment of calm around the planet that's been going on for over 30 years. And what if we can do that every day? What if it was a cultural norm that it was noon and we all just st- stopped and paused? You know, it's almost like I think about that game when you're a kid and, and you have a tree that you touch and it's touch home, you know, and you know you're safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and to just have that moment every day globally for us to just touch home and what's what's home is our heart, you know, um, as corny as that sound, it really is, you know, we're out there and we're, we're so involved with what's going on in the world and we have so much stimulus coming at us to have a moment globally to say touch home, just take a breath, remember who you are before your next choice and can we make better choices? It definitely is a call. One of the pieces as we go around and we start to interview more people. I'm really curious as to what's going to happen when we create that global emotional map. The interviews have, you know, we have over 700 separate interviews. They're beautifully done. I've worked with amazing filmmakers and artists and we've created them each into separate peace blogs. So I would go and I would interview you for 10 minutes and we'll consolidate it to a, a one to three minute piece. And then we have them divided by emotions. So we have a bin for love and hate and fear and grief and loss. And we're developing the, these um, displays, like a, um, almost like a mobile, a mobile exhibit where you can plug in a word like grief and all the images of all the people talking about grief are come up. And you can see a face and want to hear more about that story and touch on it and, and hear that story. And then you can put in love and all the people who talk about love come up, you know, and it, again, it's like going to the, I feel, you feel, I breathe, you breathe. And I've had enough conversations as I've traveled that I have sat across from people who are incredibly different than I am. And, you know, I've been eye to eyeball with a terrorist. I've been eye to eye with somebody who is a, white supremacist or ex-white supremacist and talk and then them talk about 
the moment of shift for them. And it usually comes from one conversation that, or one experience where someone who is in the category of where their hate was fixated on treats them in a way and shows them kindness or shows them their humanity and they can literally shift. And that's what we need to do for each other is create a moment where we can have that opportunity to see each other differently and shift. And the next piece of it is we're taking that whole peace traveler piece of it and taking it to colleges. So Coventry is definitely one that I'm interested in working with in England. And there are other colleges that we're going to be releasing um, in the next month where we can have students go and have these conversations. Because first of all, I would love to have hundreds of thousands of voices, apparently other voices than mine this morning, (laughs) hundreds of thousands of voices, you know, and faces. And to do that, you need more boots on the ground. So we need more peace travelers out there. So you have the students be doing that, but it's important that they know how to have these conversations, that they are skilled in things like victim-offender dialogue and nonviolent communication, and just so that they know how to enter into some of these conversations, because that's a life-changing process. The five months that I spent on the road prior to the election, which was a 9,000-mile journey around the country changed me as a person. You can't absorb that many voices and sit across and listen to people and not be changed. And that I want students to experience. It's important to be able to take your horse out of the race for a moment and listen to somebody human to human, and it changes you. So I think having the students involved on that level will add a dimension to the project that that we just won't be able to quantify because it will deepen them. I love the idea of the peace travelers. And I think that there's, you know, in a way they're almost peace warriors because they're, they're really on a mission to, to sort of champion peace in a way. I think so much both university level, but I think there's a lot of people right now that really want to do it. They're not just students, or maybe they're perpetual students in their own heart. And I hope that we all are a little bit of a perpetual student and that we're constantly wanting to learn about everything, but particularly about other people and other emotions. And so I'm curious, what kinds of tools are you using to try to sort of recruit your peace warriors and your peace travelers? And is that something that the digital selfers that are out there listening might be able to take part in? And how do they become part of this movement? I love the idea of champions. I I really appreciate you saying that. And it isn't just college students. It really comes down to uh, capacity for us right now. And we are definitely looking for more people to join in because we are a startup. And so uh, with this company, there's so many more opportunities than there is time in the day and and resources for us right now, because we hear it from hospitals to schools to corporations to, you know, I mean, it's just endless, you know, we're going to do it. We're going to do this at concerts coming up so that you're at a concert and you can take a moment and like literally see how people are feeling or in conferences. There's just so much potential within it. So I love what you're talking about. I And I'd love for people to join in. I mean, there's no reason that it couldn't be other people that that we do programs where we talk about how you go out and have these conversations and uh, create a network of people that do it themselves and then submit the interviews. I think that would be a wonderful way of doing it. 
because it's not a five, it's not like here are the five questions, go out and film it. It's a dialogue that start from uh, specifically three different questions. And then it's about learning to sit in your intuition and know where the conversation needs to lead because it, it wouldn't work if it was just five questions. We'd miss the good stuff. With that said, also in the app, after you take your moment, there is a component, a video component that it allows you to take those emotions. And so it'll be tagged like this is how I feel or this is how the world feels. And you can actually do a video diary and share it on social media. And I think that's going to be really interesting as time goes on. Absolutely. Uh, For those of you out there that are curious about about uh, live a moment and just interested in getting more engaged in peace. I mean, to be able to use our phones or our powerful devices, I hate to use the word phone because it really isn't anymore. Um, right. <laughs> but anyway, to use this incredible app to to be able to share your story and encourage other people to share their story because peace is so important. And to be able to use a simple tool to to share that and to extend it to, you know, to more voices is uh, is a wonderful thing. So I encourage people to check that out. And of course, in the show notes, you'll be able to find it, the links and everything to download it. So Deb, I'm curious, you know, a little bit of a switch here. I love to in my conversation with my guests to understand you're in a startup, you're trying to run this technology companies that is all the back end side of live a moment. What do you use for yourself in order to find your peace and to find your balance with technology? Because I know that's a very complex thing as a leader and particularly in a startup. I think that was the deepest moment of peace I've had today was the one I just took. Because what happens, I think the thing that's difficult about working in both technology and working with in the health peace field is that my moments often I'm studying (laughs) in a way now. They're not just for me. I look at it and say, okay, I can't go on the app and say, because I'm looking to see, is this working? Is that working? You know, so I don't fully get to absorb it in the same way I think a person who's outside does. For me, I have to take, I have to find a way to put the app down and really step away. The places that I find the greatest peace for me is actually among people and in conversation Hmm. where I am really focused on the other person that to me centers me the most beyond, you know, actually meditating myself. That's the best I can do at this moment (laughs) because I created this as a way, because I was so frustrated at the beginning a couple of years back when people were just so connected. I, I jokingly said that our placemats now have fork, knife, spoon, phone around the table, right? And that's, our new place settings. And I was really frustrated by that. And so creating this was actually an inquiry into finding a better way of handling technology for myself. And then you end up in a startup and you are attached to three screens at every given moment. So it makes it much harder. So I still find that for me, I need to step away. And then the other times that there are two moments that for me, especially with this app that worked the best for me, And one of them is in the morning. I use it as my alarm because oftentimes before I was doing that, I would have the regular alarm on my phone and I'd turn it off and I'd immediately go into 
a feed or my emails or something like that. And I started to realize that I was getting information from the outside world before my feet even hit the ground. And that basically is letting somebody else dictate or a group of people dictate how you're feeling and thinking about the world before I had a chance to say, okay, I just got up this morning. How do I feel? So when I use live a moment as my, my wake up call, it actually gets me up, but has me pause to begin with. So I actually have that moment to breathe uh, for three minutes and then plug in how I feel and just kind of check in from that standpoint. And then for me, put the phone down and now I, you know, I can stretch it now to half an hour, sometimes 45 minutes. For me in the morning, it's designated as time before I touch my phone to, to get information from the outside world. And that has been a game changer for me. That's been a really a wonderful thing for me. The other way that I, I find real calm in it is actually working with it with kids. Mm. To actually sit and pause and take a moment with children and watch them take their moment and then have them decide how they're feeling and see the wonder in their eye when they see how many people feel the way that they do. I just, there's something that's so calming about that for me that just realigns and really focuses me like, okay, I'm doing something important here that if I can build emotional intelligence in a five-year-old and get them to think outside themselves about how other people feel, that right there, check, check. I think I might've done something good. That helps calm me in any kind of stressful moment too. Yeah. And I think that's really important that it's a, a cross-generational and it's just, it's, it's a shared experience no matter who you're sharing it with. But to be able to pass that on to the next generation is a pretty cool thing. And for mm-hmm. them to observe you as well, I'm sure they probably are like, oh, wow, there's an adult that's actually paying attention. Mm. That's, I think that's probably a very powerful tool for them that you, you know, don't take that for granted. So I, I know I just love what you're doing. And I think it really fits in a lot with the way that my work is moving much more towards digital well-being. And I really commend you for your efforts, because I think it's really important for us to take into consideration both how we're developing technologies and using behavioral science to change the way people behave, but change the way people perceive the world, but also doing it with good intent, with good ethics and understanding how to use what they share in a way that's going to have a positive impact, not for negatives. It really fits in so well. And I really, I I wish that more companies were taking that into consideration. So thank you very much for your work. I want to say that one of the things that I love about what you're doing is that you don't demonize technology that you keep saying. And then the conversations that we've had, where is the golden nugget here? Even in the difficulty or, you know, the, like you're looking at the data and saying, okay, the data is showing something that I could say is negative, but actually what's the positive within that result? Mm-hmm. You were talking about that the other day that I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I really do. I mean, I, I think technology, well, for one thing, it's not going anywhere. So we need to find a way, just like in any relationship, to make it a positive one and make it a really a mutually beneficial. It's, it's, it's really no different than 25 years ago when I was teaching social technologies. It's really about creating and building mutually beneficial and effective relationships. It just happens to be that that relationship is with technology, and we need to find a way to be harmonious with it. 
So to find tools that help us not only be you know, harmonious with our technology, but with the people that are behind the other side. And so I really I love what you're doing. And I hope all of you out there that are listening will take a moment to try live a moment and share it with your friends, because I think it's got a great potential to, uh, to help us connect with the rest of the world and be a little more at peace, which I think all of us could use today. And all it takes is three minutes, as uh, Deborah says. Anyway, do you have any closing thoughts that you would like to share with our audience today? I just I love your work. So want to make sure that you get your last little piece in. Yeah, you know, I, one of the things that we are have put in recently is something called the quick pulse. So you're right, it only takes three minutes, but it, it is how we're doing it. And we do have some longer meditations from, from really interesting people around the world. But we also have something called a quick pulse. And what that allows you to do is when you really only have a moment, but you want to check in with yourself and find out how you feel and connect it to the rest of the world. There is now a button on the home screen that allows you to skip the meditation and go to the end so that you can plug in your emotions and see how the world's feeling. You know, I mean, there's a lot of events happening around the world lately. And as we get this going, I think that's going to be really interesting to just kind of like touch home and, and go in and see how you're feeling and how the rest of the world's feeling. But it also can be utilized in a group setting. So when you don't want people focused down, you want them to be focused on, you know, like for teachers and, and things like that, when you just want, or in uh, meetings, when you just want everybody to check in, Hmm. Uh, it's a great check-in tool. So that was one thing that I was just thinking about, but I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to share this with you. I really appreciate it. And I am so open to hearing people's feedback is the other thing I would say, because I think this thing has has legs for days. And and the goal of it is to find new ways of broadening our small incremental piece, our three feet of peace, as we call it, the three feet around you that you can hold dominion over and, and how to extend it. So I am so open to ideas and partnerships. And and I would just, I, I appreciate feedback. Awesome. Well, I'm sure people out there will, will give you that. And, and I think I'm thinking about my own little three feet right now and that, uh, I feel so peaceful after talking to you. So there's something about the way that you work. And I really appreciate the way that you work, who you are and what you're doing. And I just want to thank you once again and also for taking the time to join us today and also to thank you out there listening today for taking the time to share a moment with us. And if you enjoyed the show today, please make sure you take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss any of the great upcoming episodes. And we've really enjoyed having you with us today and look forward to next time. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for joining us for the Evolving Digital Self. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app now so that you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, please give us a rating and a review and join the digital self-mastery movement to create more conscious use of technology by sharing it and telling your friends. Want to see where you fit on the digital self spectrum and how it might be impacting your business and relationships? Get your free copy of Digital Self Mastery today by clicking on the link in the show notes. Mm-hmm.